The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. All right, New York City, respect my game. Uh, I guess that's what the New England Patriots said to you. <laughs> it's the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And uh, respect, respect the game, respect the men who came before you. Respect the men who made the game what it is. Uh, I got to do that. I got to respect the game. I got to respect uh, one of the men who made Monday Night Football, Monday Night Football. It would not have been. Monday Night Football. I would have never wanted to play football and be a part of Monday Night Football if it wasn't for uh, a, a very good man uh, as it relates to his personal life, I'm sure. Who am I to judge? Uh, damn good quarterback and, you know, a, a, an excellent entertainer that knew a hell of a lot about football and knew how to bring it to you in such a way that football, so he certainly helped make football become entertainment. It's not just sports, it's entertainment. And Monday Night Football is a can't miss because of one of them who is, you know, as he said, you know, turn out the lights in a very respectful way. I say turn out the lights. Uh, Dandy Don Meredith. This is today is Tuesday, obviously, and uh, many of you know that it happened a few days ago. But uh, uh, Dandy Don is, is turning the lights out up in heaven, you know. And I, I just thank God for his presence. I thank God for him making Monday Night Football entertaining. As a kid, I would stay up at night just so I could I could hear. I mean, it came on at 9 o'clock in the Midwest. So the games were going off at like at midnight, you know, when I was in high school. And, you know, of course, I got to get up and go to school the next morning. But many times, I, of course, you wanted to see who won or lost the game. But and I'm going to say it, man, Dandy Don, you know, you couldn't sing, but it was just something about hearing you just, you know, sing your little song, man, turn out the lights. So I'm going to pay tribute to you. I'm not going to try to imitate, you know, hey, that that's, that's very flattering, but I can't even go there and I'm not going to try to go there. I just want to say thank you. I want to pay homage to you, you know, as a, a very good football player for the Dallas Cowboys. No, I'm saying a good football player for the Dallas Cowboys because. I ain't got a whole lot of love for the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. But Dandy Don, thank you. I'm going to turn out the lights because I'm going to take a moment of silence for you right now. All right, we're back. This is the Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters, and I'm having fun because that's what Dandy Don did. He had fun. So, so I'm going to have a little bit of fun here. I'm, I'm going to have a little bit of fun. I'm not going to talk a lot about 
that Monday night game because I, that wasn't a game. Now, now listen, last year and now the year before, I was extremely proud of the way that you paid your ticket and you got your money's worth when you watched the ball game. Monday night football has been excellent for the past few years. The games have been ma- great matchups, very few blowouts. But somebody's got to tell the Jets, listen, one thing about being a good football team is playing your best football against the best teams when they show up. You got to do that. You know, shout out to the Ravens. You know, me and my boy Fish, what's up, Fish? Shout out, Fish. You know, we watched uh, the first half together of the Ravens and the Steelers. You know, that's big boy ball. Now, I, I, I understand that, you know, you know, Mason, Derek, I think Derek, Derek wants to have an explosive offense. You know, I don't think the Ravens have really ever had a real explosive offense. I, I, I would doubt to say that the Ravens have ever scored, you know, 40 points. You know, so they don't have that explosive type offense, but sometimes you can beat a team good and you can beat them scoring 20 points, uh, 20, you know, 27, you know, something like that. 27 or 28 points. That's that's an explosive offense when you got a defense like the Ravens have. And and you know that, you know, because their defense is good, that team is only going to score 13 points. So 28, 13, that, that could be a blowout for the Ravens. Because they don't have that real explosive offense. They've never they've never been a team like that that puts, you know, 30, 40 points up on the board. You know, there it's going to be that type of game. You can you can you can rest assured that your defense is going to show up and they're going to win some games for you. And I know you don't want the defense to win all the ball games. And and Derek Mason made some excellent comments because I know I've been on the defensive side of the ball before when you walk off the field. You walk, you walk onto the field or you walk off the field. But either way, you and the offensive players, you know, kind of, you know, passing each other. Now, keep this in mind. The only time the offensive players of a team and the defensive players of a team walk past each other onto the field is when there was a turnover on the offensive side of the ball. Okay? Because otherwise it's a punt or it's a kickoff. So if the defensive team walks onto the field and the offensive team is walking off the field and they're all on the same team, it was a turnover. So them cats on defense looking at them cats on offense like, hey, man, we're doing this a little bit too many times now. I don't even have to say nothing to you. I give you that look and it's like, okay, what's up with this? This is happening a little bit too many times. Now, it could happen again where the defensive team could be on the field. The offensive team could come on the field because the defense created a turnover. It's happy. You happy. Giving up some dab, high five, low five, you know, chest bumps, all that stuff. Head butt, you know, whatever, all that. All, all that. But when the defense is, you know, coming onto the field and the offense is leaving the field, mm-mm. So, Derek Mason, I, I know what you're talking about, bro. I don't. That does not make for good team chemistry. Whenever one segment of those three, offense, defense, or special teams, feels like they're pulling the weight of the entire team, and, and there's another that's not pulling its weight at all. It's not showing up at all. You know, we last in special teams, or we last in offense, or we last in defense. Can't have that. Now, New York Jets. Now, you, 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 you big boys, you up there, you performing well, you're doing some things good. But you can't show up on Monday Night Football 
and get blown out like that. You don't even listen. It is an honor. Now, that not too many times you hear me say honor. You know, I, I certainly don't talk about privilege too many times when I'm talking about football because, you know, again, I, I don't want to go into that. But I, I feel honored to be chosen to play on Monday Night Football because that means that you remember Monday Night Football, all the games throughout the week. It's about it really is about ratings, you know, because the rest of the stuff, you know, you you know, everybody plays on Sunday, but they pick and choose those games that are going to be Monday night games. And they try to pick good matchups. You know, they want to be fair. They want everybody to play on Monday night football. But if you owe something, you ain't playing on Monday night football too many times. That's just not going to happen. So when you start winning, you start playing on some Monday night games. You know, Cleveland Browns a couple years ago was winning, and then they gave them like three Monday night games. And I think they tanked them all. I haven't seen them on Monday night football since. Now, perhaps maybe I missed the game, but Jets, come on. You, you can't do that. I don't care if it is the New England Patriots. Now, let me give some props to the New England Patriots. Now that I'm telling you the Jets, I, and, and that's just, I, I played a little buddy ball. Your pop wasn't happy about your performance of your team. I'm going to tell you that now, Mr. Ryan. Pops wasn't happy, and I ain't the biggest buddy fan in the world. Me and buddy disagree a little bit, but pops wasn't happy. You didn't represent the family well. You certainly didn't represent the league well. Monday night football, y'all going to go out there and do something like that. You mess up the money. Yeah, Jets, come on. You New York market, the largest, you know, New York is New York. It's, it's everything. You, you can't just, man, you're going to show up and mess up Monday night football. You know how many people took off work early out here on the West Coast to try to get home to see that game? You know, thinking it's going to be one of the best games of the year. You know, we just can't, you know, oh, yeah. Tom Brady going to show up. You know he's going to show up. Yeah, and they just, you know, it's going to be a great game. 45 to 3. kind of sense is that? You shouldn't even pick up your checks today. And, you know, I know, but they, they, they probably just going to get, okay, let's just forget about that. That game is over. Let's move on. But Tom Brady, okay, let's give Tom, okay, let's give Tom his props. Let's give Tom his props. Right now, this year, Tom is playing big boy ball better than, you know, well, I don't know, Phillip Rivers, but, but I ain't going to talk about the San Diego Chargers. I'm telling y'all, the pretty boys ain't going, they're not going to win anything. They're not going to. So I'm not going to give him this credit. But listen, the Jets. I'm, I'm just disappointed. Maybe I thought you guys, it was going to be a good game. I know I hurried up home so I could see a good game. That's what my problem is. I, I just thought it was going to be a good game. And I was totally, totally, totally disappointed. Totally disappointed. And I kind of want to give Tom Brady some credit. But, you know, Tom, I think two safeties last night, two of the starters, I don't think they were in there. Somebody help me out on that. 888-346-9144. 888 Three four six nine one four four is the call in number. But I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, a couple of the starting safeties were out. So, you know, the Jets, you know, they put some pressure on you. Yeah, they got a defense. They could bring some heat and all that. But but Tom and, I, and I've said this before, not just because of last night. You know, Tom Brady is the poster quarterback. He his his mechanics when it comes to a quarterback, everything's about a nine to a ten. I mean, the way he stands, the way he 
you know, he can just survey the entire field. He understands you go from read one to read two to read three to dump off. You know, he, he he's very much aware of the system and the package and what everybody's doing. He knows the routes. He knows where everybody's running. He knows where it's at. And I like a quarterback like that. You know, again, shout out to Fisher. You know, we was watching the game. I gave Big Ben a lot of compliments of watching the game because after Ben, and Ben holds on to the ball a lot. After going to his first and second and third, he always knew where there's a checkoff at. And, and I, for me, running backs, if you're going to be in the game and you're there, to, you know, to help out pass blocking and you stay in, when your quarterback's in trouble, get yourself move into space, move your hands and let him know you're available. Any quarterbacks who don't dump that ball off, I got issues with you. Quarterbacks shouldn't be taking sacks. And pro football, college football shouldn't be the only place where you run a slugger at on a, on, a, on a blitz. I talked about it. You can make that happen. You don't just have to run that in college. They got a little music here, so I got to take a break. You know how I like to start off. I like to start off right. Get it going. You know how I'm feeling today. I'm feeling very good. Listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And we're going to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. We're taking the show on the road, y'all. We're going to the Super Bowl. Take this break, and I'll tell you about it when we come back. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
we're back. This is Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And yes, Voice America Sports is going on the road, and we will be at the Super Bowl in Dallas. Now, who the teams are that will be playing, I can't tell you that right now. I do not have a crystal ball, but I do have a president and owner by the name of Jeff Spinard, and Jeff has pretty much signed the deal, and it's a done deal. So we will be broadcasting live Voice America Sports if I'm not mistaken, this is going to be a little premature. It ain't good to be premature on anything. You know, I told you all about that. But I'm pretty confident to say that you will do a simulcast. We'll be live on voiceamerica.tv. And we also will be live on voiceamericasports.com. That's the Internet radio of which all of you are listening to me now. So we will be live on voiceamerica.tv, simulcast also on voiceamericasports.com. So it's going to be an exciting time. We're going to do do some special things with um, uh, the Player Network event. We'll also be at the Player of the Year Awards. Um, There's got a lot of exciting things going on. Maybe a special announcement of a relationship with Voice America and the NFL alumni. A lot of good things going on here at Voice America Sports. Uh, I want to shout out to all the guys. Uh, I look forward to seeing all the guys down there. Of course, uh, if you remember years past, not only myself, but the majority of guys that are there at the Super Bowl uh, down to take care of business because it is about business for us. Uh, some guys, uh, you know, come through the Player Network event and we all get a chance to broadcast our shows live. So uh, that's an exciting time for us. And looking forward to grabbing some sponsors who are looking to uh, participate. So if you're interested in sponsorship, um, your company would like to sponsor uh, that particular broadcast, uh, you can email me at ray.ellis at voiceamerica.com. Again, if your company is interested in um, advertising, uh, sponsorship, doing that live four-hour broadcast, it will be a live broadcast, and, of course, it will continue to be available on demand. Um, you can call me at um, you can call me in the office at 480 553 Five seven five five. That's my direct line. Again, four eight zero five five three five seven five five, or email me at ray ellis at voiceamerica dot com. Um, but let, let let me just say one last thing as I pay, um, you know, again pay homage to Danny Don. Turn out the lights. Okay, I'll say that. Now let me go back a little bit and say a little bit about. The New England Patriots, because, you know, when I talk to Fish in the offseason and whenever we get a chance to talk, you know, as a scout, I understand the role that he plays. I, I want to give some credit to the men that you're behind the scenes with the New England Patriots organization that you never hear anything about. See, I, I don't know. Somebody has to. First of all, somebody needs to take credit. Tom Brady got they drafted Tom in what, the sixth round? You know, Tom Brady wasn't under the radar. If nothing else, it's, it's the most, you know. It's the biggest college rival, I believe, in history. Nobody, they don't want to give it up to us. But the Ohio State University playing that school up north, Tom Brady was on TV three, four years in a row. I mean, he wasn't just on TV when he was playing Ohio State, but he certainly was on then. You know, and he was under the radar. No. I'm not going to say he was under the radar. I'm going to give credit to somebody in that scouting department with the New England Patriots. And I, I'm a, maybe I'm going to ask Fish if he can give me a name. But let's give them some credit. You know, you got to get any. It happens in football all the time. If a player, but most of the time it's due injuries. When players are hurt, 
hey, there's somebody waiting in the wings to step into that position. Now, what's happened with the New England Patriots, you know, team of the decade, okay, of this decade, mm, this decade is just starting. But the past decade, I think they won more Super Bowls than anybody else. Tom Brady has three, you know. But I, I, I got to say this, that scouting department has done a tremendous job in finding talent that fits that system. And so for Tom, he hasn't changed the plays, with the exception, I will say this, it, I, when the New England Patriots normally played in the past few years when Randy Moss was there, you knew at least once or twice a game they were going to stretch the field. Now, they haven't been, it hasn't been a season, but they're not stretching the field, not like they used to. I think the longest pass the other night was a tight end caught it. And so the game plan has changed somewhat, that they don't have that deep threat. I think they might try to find that deep threat. But they're showing you that they're multifaceted. There are various aspects of their game that they have perfected. And that's, that, that'll tell you that, that this, is a team, this is a team that's very studious. They're spending time in the playbooks, in the film room, and they're, they're spending time together. There's conversation with those players together. And so they've got a chemistry there that works. The coaching staff, you know, Bill Belichick, he's kind of a no-nonsense kind of guy. And, and he's, he's getting it done. So, so first of all, the man at the top is keeping everything together. That's what a coach does, a great manager. You've got to keep everything and everybody in sync. And so Bill first deserves the credit. And then there's some other people in his scouting department who's done a tremendous job to understand what his philosophy is and finding the personnel that fits his football philosophy and, and buying into it and the players going out and executing. And, and that's what they've been successful in doing. And they did a masterful job of it last night, and that's why I'm so pissed off that it was a terrible game last night. But let me move from Bill Belichick just a little bit away from him and go over to an offspring of his, Josh McDaniels. Now, I believe that wherever we go, whatever we do, that people pay, play a part in our lives. You know, an experience with a person in your life, it could be good, bad, but it's an experience. And normally from an experience, you take something away from it. We, as, as mature individuals, many times, particularly in sports, you know, you take the good with you, you leave the bad alone. That's what you do when you see it once the game is over with. You go to the Jets, hey, don't, sometimes you'll say, you know, that film isn't even worth watching. We didn't do anything good. And we did everything bad. So we know if we did everything bad, we know we just got to start from scratch and let's go back over. But, you know, my philosophy is always, hey, never get away from the basic fundamentals, therefore never having to get back to them. Because that's what coaches always say. Hey, we got to get back to the basic fundamentals. What the hell? Never get away from them. You never got to go back to them. Stick with them at all times. Okay. But there are some basic fundamentals about what you do in life. And that's, again, when you get an experience from a person, a place or a thing, take the good with you, leave the bad alone. Josh McDaniels, they lied to you. You you know how this thing works. They lied to you. They, they told the media, you know, hey, no, he's safe. He's good. One game was not going to say, I don't care if he won or lost. I don't think that was going to save his job. But what I did feel is that there was going to be an ongoing investigation. I don't think the outcome of the game this past weekend had, you know, one iota to do with the fact if Josh McDaniels was going to stay in Denver or not, you know, losing to Kansas City 10 to 6. Hey, 
Kansas City's got a good football team. The fact that Denver now, I think they've lost, I think Josh has lost more games now over a period of time than Denver ever lost. Possibly. Check on that one for me. I'm pretty sure I'm correct on that. But I'm, t- I'm telling you, in my mind, I think the Spygate 2 thing got something to do with it. Now, listen, if Bill was guilty or not guilty, it was an experience of which Josh was a part of that. You don't take that experience with you. That was the bad stuff you should have left there. When that person, listen, understanding what the consequences of that was and how that tarnished, you know, things for the Patriots at that time and that man's record came into question and his coaching ability and how good the team was and all that. You had all that information to deal with, so you should have known at the very beginning, as soon as you got that information, it needs to go somewhere. I, this needs to be reported. I don't care what you guys say. I'm young. This is my first opportunity. I'm not going to let anybody else blow this opportunity for me. I'm taking, I'm telling out of here. Should have fired the person on the spot. There's some things that can happen to people that happens on, on the spot. You're out of here. No, we're not. We're, we're, no, you're done. You did this before. No, you're out of here. You got a second chance. You're out of here. As soon as you found out about that, Josh, you, you should have known. Now, I'm only saying this again because sometimes it makes you think about it. Is there more to it? You know, did the organization decide, hey, we're going to have to let Josh go anyway because there's more to the story. We know there's more to the story. Now he just lost his game against, you know, Kansas City. Okay, we can probably justify and keep a whole lot of stuff away from us about the spy gate if we just let him go now. Because if there is a concern with the league, I don't think if, if he if he was guilty, I think the league should continue to investigate it. Don't let it go. But if and I think the league is investigating it. And I think perhaps maybe Josh, they're not done with that. Now, I'm not trying to beat Josh up. You know, I'm just trying to say, listen, again, when you're involved in a situation, take the good. And that, you know, hey, if, if Belichick is your mentor, you know, we, we have mentors in life. But that doesn't mean they're perfect people. And that's how come many times you'll hear parents say, don't do as I do, do as I say. <laughs> do as I say, don't do as I do. And so that's a situation where maybe Josh didn't have to do as he did, being Belichick. But, you know, do some of the things he says that you should do to be successful. That, that's, that's what you should do. Whatever he, 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 listen, he said you should do this, do that. You'll be successful. But don't, if he did that, Spike, it, nah. And so I'm just hoping and praying, Josh, that that's not the case, that you picked up on some of those things, you know, because, again, Belichick, I'm not going to say he's earned the right for them to look the other way, but, but certainly if they look the other way and they just smacked him on the hand, I, I think you can understand that. The man created kind of a dynasty there. And, and it's something that everybody had kind of embellished it to the point where, it, you know, are they the greatest team ever? You know, put them up in that kind of category. So that would have taken a lot to just pull them down. You know, Terry Bradshaw's, of you know, of their time, you know, that dynasty they built there in Dallas, the 49ers, that Dallas, that dynasty they built there. You know, almost yeah, the Buffalo Bills, if there is a, a, a close to being dynasty, Buffalo Bills, those four Super Bowls. Minnesota Vikings, I think they went to four Super Bowls, close to being a dynasty. You know, I, you know the, the Browns, I can't put them up. Well, Jim Brown, them, they were a dynasty in his generation. You know, Green Bay Packers, they were dynasties in their generation. 
but 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 Bel- I mean that's what Belichick is. I mean Belichick is going to be a Hall of Fame coach. Um, sorry you got caught up in the bad side of that thing, Josh. But hey, you might get a second chance. Hit your knees. You'll get that second chance. Hey, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. I got some other things to talk about. The Eagles, Cowboys, Oregon, Auburn, the Ohio State University. Man, Dandy Don, turn out the lights. to the pros we we cover cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely disagree Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Get ready for a show that's going to take it to the next level of sports talk. Get ready for Sean Salisbury, unfiltered. He's got 12 years of broadcast experience as an analyst for ESPN SportsCenter and NFL Live. And he has 10 years experience as a player with the Seahawks, Colts, Vikings, and Chargers, as well as the Winnipeg Blue Bombers of the CFL. You'll hear the truth and not the sidelines. Sean Salisbury, unfiltered. Is not for the faint of heart. Tune in every weekday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Coast to Coast Mixstage.com. We're back. It's the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And uh, I just got a couple things. I, I, I got to say this. You know, I, I, I want people to understand that I believe fair is fair and right is right and wrong is wrong. Okay? I'm just kind of that kind of person. You know, 
I'll let you give your piece. I'll speak my piece. And we don't have to agree, but we can agree to disagree. I'm going to respect you. You're going to respect me. That's fine. So I've got a point. I've got a I've got something that I've got to I got to just I'm going to make my point right now. And, you know, I felt this way when I was in Philadelphia. When I was in Philadelphia, you know, Dr. J was playing basketball. He, you know, he ended up retiring from the, from the uh, Sixers. And, and there was a statue outside of uh, the arena, uh, the Spectrum, the house that Doc built. The Sixers won there, you know, won a championship uh, that year uh, with Mo Cheeks and Moses Malone and Earl Curitan and, uh, you know, Andrew Tony, you know, uh, you know, Clint Richardson, you know. And so when they put that statue up with Doc, man, that was a beautiful thing. That was that was an honor. But I thought it was a dishonor. Even though it was a movie, when they put up a statue of Rocky in front of that, you know, to be there with with Doc. I thought that was a dishonor. I thought Doc deserved that. I didn't think that Rocky deserved that. That that was a fictitious character that they just made up. It, well, the movie, let's say, because there was a guy that I think the movie was to emulate the life of somebody. But 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 that character was Rocky. They did they didn't put uh, the fighter's name, you know, on that statue. You know, they put Rocky Balboa's name. You know, and, and I, you know, somebody, you know, call me, tell me who, who, you know, it was actually a, a, a boxer's name that I just can't remember. Uh, but Sylvester Stallone was, you know, that I guess that was supposed to be kind of a, a telltale of, of a man who at one time was a good boxer. Obviously not one of the greatest of all time, but it was a good story. And so that's what that was. That was a good story. Now I understand that I read. That Rocky, Sylvester Stallone as Rocky is, is not Sylvester Stallone, but the character of Rocky, who I, who I guess is Sylvester Stallone, is going to be inducted into the Boxing Hall of Fame. Now, now check this out. This is what bothers me the most. He's going to be inducted into the Boxing Hall of Fame that the class is going to include Mike Tyson and Julio Cesar Chavez. Now, now okay, now I, I'm, I'm just having problems now. I, I'm, I'm really having a big problem. First, you put, him, you, you put him beside Doc. You know, at that time, the greatest basketball player that ever played. You know, Doc just changed the game. Doc, you know, it was Michael Jordan's, you know, emulation of Dr. J, an imitation of Dr. J that created, you know, Air Jordan. And then it was, you know, then, you know, Kobe took that to another level. And, and Kobe now, his imitation of, of Michael Jordan is what, you know, Kobe is. But come on, these are real people. You know, boxing is like football, you know, and like hockey. There are people that take some shots. People have died in the ring. And you're going to tell me that Rocky needs to be next to Mike Tyson and Chavez in the Hall of Fame class? D- come on, go get your Oscar. That's your Hall of Fame is an Oscar for a movie. You ain't supposed to get inducted into the boxing. Whoever is on this committee, 
All of them, they need to get their cards taken away. They should never be on the voting committee ever again. Men have died in that boxing ring. You're trying to be one of the greatest of all time to ever, ever, ever be a boxer. And you telling me you're going to put an actor in the Hall of Fame? What did you think? Rocky didn't say boxing. He didn't say boxing. As a matter of fact, at that time, if you will remember when Rocky came out, shortly after, I mean, Ali was there, but Larry Holmes was there. So Larry Holmes kind of saved boxing and held on to it for a time until Mike Tyson came along. Rocky did not make people go watch boxing matches again. He didn't say, I don't even want to talk about, I can't, I'm not even going to try to find a way to, to dishonor the choice of him. It should have never been in consideration. He got his awards for the damn movie from the film companies. How the hell are you going to put him in the boxing hall of fame next to Mike Tyson and Chavez, Julio Cesar Chavez. That, that is, if I were those two, I would boycott it. Let him go in by himself. If you think he's so worthy, so honored, to, you know, he's so, you know, he's, he should have this. He, he, he deserves to be there. Okay, let him go in all by himself, just by himself. I would not want to be in that class. I would boycott that. That's an injustice to those two guys right there. Two of the greatest boxers that I've seen in my lifetime, those two guys right there, they deserve to be in. A, I don't have a question about Chavez and Mike Tyson being in the Boxing Hall of Fame. But to put them and put Sylvester Stallone, who, who is he? He going to go in there and talk about what? Well, you know, when I was in the ring and, you know, it was like round six and, you know, and Mike, you know, hit me with a couple upper hands. What the hell is he going to say? What is he going to say to justify he's, I'm in, the, I'm in the Boxing Hall of Fame? What? You, you can't tell me that. You can't, and it's not going to be like, you know, Barry Sanders talking about, you know, man, I'm, I'm having an out-of-body experience. I can't tell you. I know there was 10 people around me. I didn't close my eyes, but somehow or another, I made all 10 of them miss, and then I, I scored a touchdown. I don't know. It ain't like Jerry Rice saying, you, you know, Joe just put the ball right there. It was in between two people, and it was right on my fingertips, and I just, it, it just felt like glue, and I just pulled it in on stride, didn't miss a beat, and we won the game. What is Rocky going to say? What is Sylvester Stallone going to say? Well, you know, one day we were filming, and, you know, it was, uh, it was 106 in the heat. I, I, come on. I can't even try to imitate. I, first of all, because I like the movie. Yo, Adrian, I love that movie. But I, I, Oscar or whatever, I would, okay, I'm okay with that. But I'm not okay with the Hall of Fame. See, let, let's, let's do this. Please. Let's respect industries. I, I couldn't just take football or basketball and go put it in somebody else's Hall of Fame. What is that? I can't, you can't do that. I, I'm telling you, it's all about the business of sports. And there is nothing else, no other industry where people just take this, this specific industry and they just use it in any way of which they choose to and do whatever they want to do with it. Can't do that to other industries. Can't do that. Now, I'm not so sure. The film industry maybe there's a new award because now what you probably can do is soon this is going to be available on demand online. Maybe it could break all kind of records for, you know, you know, online. So the, the movie Rocky. So maybe you can get a award for that. You know, something like that. Some new technology and how you, you know, you did something to kind of, you know, repurpose that content and make it available 
on another screen. Maybe you can justify that, but you sure as hell can't justify, you know, the character. And what's going to, who's going to show up? Sylvester Stallone, how are you going to show up? Are you going to show up uh, in your shorts, you know, your skivvies? Or, or you know, you're probably going to put a certain tie on and everything. And, and, and you're going to try to do the best you can. But I'm pissed off about that. In fact, that took off some of my time. That took up some of my time because I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, college football. College football. What do you think about college football in terms of the bowl selections? Uh, I understand. I don't know what's going on, but I understand that Temple could have had a chance to to a bowl selection. There's some things that happen out there at Temple University, and I don't have enough to talk about. I don't have enough information, but uh, there's some things going on out there at Temple University, and players just not um, taking care of their business and being disrespectful to people, to young women. And you'll find out. Just just Google Temple, and you'll find out. But okay, somebody else. Albert Hainsworth, okay, there's, there's something about maturity and, and being an athlete. And, and, it, and I didn't like to use this word when I'm talking about football and entitlement and all that type of stuff. But Albert Hainsworth, there is a time in life where you do grow up and you realize with, that if I look back, and they always say that old cliche, if I didn't knew then what I know now, Albert Hainsworth is having one of those moments where everybody and their mamas and daddies and brothers and sisters and cousins can say, is he out of his damn mind? He must be out of his mind. Now, I understand football is a dangerous game. But do the research, Albert. How many people in your position have ever made the money you made? And if it's not all about the money, then you tell me this. Just go on a Sunday and go past any football field around America and tell me how many grown ass men is out there playing football. If it's not about the money, that's all I'm saying. I'm just saying if it's not about the money, then take your butt. Anybody who's listening around the country on a Sunday. Okay. Maybe on a Monday night too, like it was last night, what 20 degrees plus or, or below up there and see how many grown ass men are lined up playing football in equipment, hitting hard. It's about the money. You got your money. You got the money you asked for. You got more money than any defensive lineman in the history of the game. What's your problem? I mean, so what you get double, triple team, so the production ain't there. They, all they want you to do is play. They know that your mere presence on the field. They got to account for you. Two or three people got to double team you. So the scheme will work for them. But you can't. How are you going to tell an executive to tell the other executive not to talk to you? Albert, you messing this up for the homeboys, man. This is not right. I can't give you no love on this one. You can get some love on this show, but I can't give you no love right now. Oh, no. This is embarrassing. Let me go and come back. I think things might change when I come back. Maybe Albert woke up, but even if he did, it's going to be too late because he's out of there. They're done with him. I'm done with this segment. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I'll be back after this break. Damn, Albert. Think about it, man. Uh-huh. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. 
Voice America Sports. Fantasy sports is where the action really is. Over 40 million people play fantasy sports, but rarely do they get to quiz the experts. Fantasy Insights is the name and the game. Tune in every week as Dish Adams and his guests clue you in on the fantasy football game, what's happening on and off the field, and how it will affect your fantasy team. These experts aren't just beat writers assigned to fantasy football. They live and breathe the game. Tune in to Fantasy Insights with Dish Adams every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Every Monday, tune in after the weekend games for Locker Room Views with Arturo Freeman. It's a sports show that'll keep you talking. We'll go inside the minds and lives of world-class athletes and hear about their views, opinions, and life experiences about the world of sports. Your host, former NFL great Arturo Freeman, will present an action-packed hour every single week. Arturo Freeman, Locker Room Views, is live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get the inside scoop on the Georgia Bulldogs. Tune in to Keelan Johnson on College Football Game Day on the radio and every day on KeelanJohnson.com. On Keelan's Keeping It Real Radio, you can talk to Keelan and his former teammates about the Bulldogs, college football, and all things sports. Keelan's the go-to analyst for Bulldog football on pre- and post-game television on KeelanJohnson.com. And now, every week on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in every college game day for Keelan Johnson, Keeping It Real Radio. Saturdays at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Like that, y'all heard me. Yeah, I still, I still get my beat on. Yeah, I'm doing my thing back in the day. Shout out to the Q Dogs of the world. Y'all know what's up. This is the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I gotta fly through this last segment here because I, you know, it's it's just short. Uh, Sean, shout out, Sean. Sean got two hours coming up pretty soon. Big Dog got two hours. Gil Tyree got. A, Hour every day coming up soon. You know, we got big boys, big boy ball here. You know, Kwame last Kwame just too busy. Kwame can't do hour, two hours. Kwame got so much going on, but he been asking for it. Damien been asking for it, you know. Uh, pretty soon, Dez, Dez, no, you still playing. You can't get no two hours. You can't get five days a week. You still playing ball. But I'm just happy to have all the fellas with me, you know. it's It's been an outstanding run here. And uh, just doing some outstanding. I, I, okay, shout out to Jairus McIntyre. I got to give Jairus some love. Auburn, you know, they, they they did they made the run. They're gonna play the national championship game, and you know, so so we represent Auburn here. You know, Gil gonna come in, he gonna cover it. So we got a lot of things going on. You know, college football, pro football, baseball, basketball. We we could do it all. We can talk about it all hockey. I cannot talk about hockey, but we could even talk a little bit of hockey. But I, I said something about pro and college. Didn't I say college? You know, what's going on? IMG, 
one of the top, it might be the top dog at IMG betting on games. He said it was a couple years ago, I guess, but betting on games. Okay, come on now. You just signed, you got contracts around the country where, you know, you're, you're handling, you know, marketing for teams and you betting on them. You, and then you got a pro player, a federal, one of your tennis players, you betting on him. Now, okay, come on. You know, football player, it, it ain't just people like Albert Hainsworth is making bonehead decisions. Come on, man. You can't be betting on games. And don't, you know, everybody out there who wants to say, well, every place in America has got a, 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 a poll going on in-house. You know, you can get a bet in the, in the office any place. Somebody running a little betting ring going on in the office. Really? Is that right? Not here. I'm, I'm not betting on no games. Money too hard to come by. Shoot, no. So, come on. I, I just had to throw it out there. IMG, check it out. IMG, I guess one of the big dogs over there been betting on, been betting on games. And now they got a policy now where you can't bet on games no more, you know, because the big dog gets caught, you know, nobody can't bet on games. So let me go back to the bowl games. Uh, just, you know, the Ohio State University. Of course, I didn't gave, gave up the love to the national championship game. Of course, I got to jump on that bandwagon. The Ohio State University playing Arkansas. Shout out to Little Fish. Ain't no love there, bro. I'm glad you're going to Arkansas, but, man, you know, the it's on. First time the Ohio State University has ever played Arkansas, it's on. I'm tired of this SEC stuff. I'm going to let you SEC how it is, little fish. <laughs> Shout out to Kelvin Fisher. Of course, he is going to Arkansas University to play ball there. Uh, he'll be watching uh, to see how the Ohio State University beats up on Arkansas and let him know where the best conference in college football is in the big well, I don't know. We like Big 20 now, but it's big. It's called it's big. Why do you think they got it big? Big boy ball. Fish, congratulations to you going to big boy ball. There's some good games going on. I, I, you know, I, I, Florida, Penn State. Now, Penn State, come on, represent now. Don't be letting Florida do nothing. That, I, I don't want to hear it on this network. Please step up, Penn State. Uh, so that, that's going to be a good uh, Michigan State, Alabama. Come on. Come on, we get, again, they'll go Alabama, that, that SEC, how it is when you play the Big Ten. We got Miss. see, I think these people, when they, these bowl game people, see, I think there was something going on. I think they, you know, they've been hearing this stuff about Big Ten and SEC, so they're they going to they gonna set up quite a few of those games. We, get, we got SEC against you know Alabama, against Michigan State. We got Florida State against Penn State. You know, we got Michigan against, you know, Mississippi State. You know, we got Ohio State, the Ohio State University against Arkansas. But we ready for y'all. Yeah. And, and, well, shoot, we don't, we don't bring backing down. Like in basketball, you know, you got the ACC against the Big Ten. We, we ain't running from nothing. Come on with it. Bring it on. Bring it on. But uh, Auburn and Oregon. That's going to be a good that's, – that's a damn good football game. That, that's, a, that's a national championship game worth waiting for. It's going to be some excitement. So, I mean, and you got explosive offense out there. You know, the only thing about it, when you see an explosive offense, you get two explosive offense out there. you got to have some talent on defense now. See, what we're expecting to see is we're expecting to see the explosive offenses on the field. But, you know, a good football game, you know, it shouldn't be any more – 30 points should not be scored. If it's 30, it should be – you know, the game should be something like, uh, you know, mm, let's say 30, I don't know, 30 to, to 27, something like that. You can go, if you want to go to 40s, as long as it's close. 
It's got to go back and forth. But I'd like to see some defensive players step up and play some ball. It might be a set. There might be a seven on seven game right there with a, you know whoever got the scrambling quarterback, you know, and both of the quarterbacks could run. But you know, can't, listen, the Heisman. I ain't even talking. Just put the boy's name on the Heisman. It's Cam's. It's his trophy. All that other stuff. Them games. Listen, we already know it existed. It, it, this fact that maybe somebody offered his dad or or mom somebody some money that ain't surprising us no more. You know, so just get the, the, the boy performed. Did he win it on the field? He won it on the field. The money didn't make him, you know, enable him to win it. It's not like they gave him money and he bought steroids with the money. They don't even know if they gave the money to him, you know, and it's, it's an allegation. So if it's an allegation and the allegation is not against him, it's just, come on. One thing in America, when you turn 18 or 19, 18, you're responsible for your own actions. Nobody else can be held accountable for your actions unless it's a conspiracy. And, 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 and together, you two did this, committed this crime. But one man or one woman does not serve the time for another. So if it's his father, it's his father. Whatever those consequences are, his father has to be faced with those consequences, not him. His father couldn't win the Heisman Trophy for him. He wanted himself. His teammates helped him as he said that. He couldn't do it without his teammates. His teammates helped him do that. And you know what's so amazing about that is that young man was not in that system for three years, two years. He was in it for a season. Not even a, he wasn't even he wasn't even in that system for 12 months. And was able to come into the system and master it and win the high school. Give it up to the young man. Just just give it up to him. Give it up. Just give it up to him. Now let's talk a little bit about some NFL real fast. Cause and I don't I really don't like to talk about NFL real fast. But we're gonna talk about the NFL real, real fast here. You know, and it's you know, it's amazing because it, listen, it's it's that time of the year. It's the time of the year where right now you know it's it's kind of played itself out. You know who's going home and you know who's gonna be playing. And, you know, it, 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 it kind of gets hard for those who are not going to be playing to continue to play. But what happens is Rodgers kind of changed the schedule. So some games down, you know, some some games down the road now that may that make sense. You, you can't be resting players here as you as you wind this thing down. Now, you, you can't be resting players. You got to play your best boys. You go out. You got to go out. And you got to win. Because if you don't, it, it could affect the season. And that that's it shouldn't have took them so long to get the schedule together like that. It shouldn't have taken it shouldn't have taken them that long to get the schedule like that. So so let's just let's just look at some things we got going on here. You know, we got some games coming up this week. Um, as I mentioned, uh, let me let me make sure that I, I get it right, because I think I may have got it. I don't want to get it wrong. I want to make sure I get it right. And so I'm going to pick my winners. And I got um, I got a, I got a few seconds here where I could pick my winners, uh, but I tell you what, you know, sitting up top the AFC East, you know, you still got uh, I think the Jets still well, well we know what happened with the Jets, so we I'm not even going to talk about that. But let me let me look at that game, San Francisco Green Bay, you know, um, you know what happened there. So let's let, let's go to let's not even we ain't going to talk about those games. We don't we don't need to talk about those games. We don't need to talk about those games. Let's talk about the games, of course, that's going to happen this week. You got Cleveland at Buffalo. You know, Cleveland, hey, Cleveland, Cleveland on the roll. I'm going to go ahead and go with Cleveland on that. You got Atlanta at Carolina. That, that's a damn good game. You know, um, whoo, Atlanta's hot, though. Tampa Bay at Washington. 
Um, you know, Donovan, you got to make something happen. Okay. Green Bay at Detroit. That's Green Bay. You know, you got the, you got the Giants, um, you know, in Minnesota, and it's at Minnesota. Uh, but the Giants need that win. Uh, Brett, I don't know how you're going to be doing. You're going to play, but I don't know how you're going to be doing. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Come on. Pittsburgh is just rolling. You know, you got, uh, you got Oakland at Jacksonville. Th- that could be a good game. But I- I'm going to go with the Jags on that. St. Louis at New Orleans. New Orleans, you have to win. You know you got to win that. Seattle at San Francisco. They're going into San Francisco. Mike Singletary's job could possibly be on the line. Come on, Mike. Got to come through with that. New England at Chicago. That's a good football game right there. That's a good football game. It's cold weather. I'm going to say Chicago going to pull the upset. You know, Denver at Arizona, does it matter? <laughs> does it matter? I'm going to go with Arizona. And the Kansas City at San Diego, that's a good football game there too. But I'm going to go with Kansas City. I like Kansas City. And Dallas and the Eagles, man, I ain't no homer. I played for the Eagles. We winning that game. It's all over. That ain't about no homer thing. That's about the realest thing. And this is Railist Sports on the Voice American Network. And my time is up. So I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. I'm out of here. You could be white and blue, but don't prep the road. See, my shit is universal if you got knowledge of Polo or Delta Self. See, there's no one else. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.